0: You can't polish my chrome so clean. We can fly off into the sunset together. Rusty old American dream. Still running. Rusty old American dream. That's right, get those car care questions ready for ASE certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Denny Long here waiting your text messages and your phone calls uh, for Dan. Good morning, Dan.
1: Good morning, Denny. How are you, sir?
0: I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. I hope you are, too. I hope you had a good week and uh, things, any anything particular stand out as far as uh, what your customers are bringing in their vehicles for, maybe getting a summer on the road tune up or things like that maybe
1: yeah the air air conditioning machines are in oh, full
0: yes.
1: full bloom right now uh yeah there uh, there's lots of air conditioning work that has been going on and is going to go on because this humid weather uh does not work well uh when the air conditioning doesn't work
0: that's for sure what's what's typically uh, wrong with uh, people when they when they need to get their ac uh, checked is just a, a free uh, a refrigerant leakage or what?
1: That is the most common. That is the most common repair where the air conditioning uh, has lost some or all of its refrigerant, and uh, we uh, it needs to be filled up again. Of course, to work properly, if it's not as efficient as it used to be, if it's not blowing as cold as it used to be, usually it's because the uh, refrigerant is low. And uh, the process is to uh, look for a leak to evacuate the system and, and completely and clean it and put uh, fresh uh, refrigerant and oil and dye back into the system and uh, get you back on the road. Uh, but in the process, we try and find a leak, which oftentimes is you can't find. <laughs> Sometimes they're so... Slow and so, the, so minute. There's just no opportunity way of, for of us to
0: people. book these events.
1: Yeah, so uh, it just happens. It just happens that way that you can't find them, and and uh, so that's. But the process is to get them filled back up, and and it'll last again and work well for another several years.
0: Well, let's hope so. We have uh, 85 the high today, and uh, in the next couple of days uh, coming up this week too. So yeah, you'll you'll probably have more more customers coming in. Uh, getting things checked out. If you have any kind of a car care question, keep in mind Dan will be with us for just about another 30 minutes or so uh, when Jack Farrell comes in here. So don't wait. If you uh, need to bring in your vehicle to your favorite shop or your favorite dealer, you want to know what could be ailing, uh, call us or text us. Uh, same number, by the way, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Uh, there's a question about, and we, we get this, uh, we've addressed it, I think for, for, from time to time for years, Dan, but as far as, uh, not driving vehicles as often during this, uh, pandemic in the last year plus, uh, the question is, can tires get old even if, you know, it's, it's sitting in the garage?
1: We call it weather cracked ah. uh, and they absolutely can get old. And oftentimes, uh, that's the point at which we'll recommend tires. Oftentimes, they're a long ways from worn out. In other words, there's still plenty of rubber there that would work, but the tires have gotten, uh, the rubber on the tires have gotten so cracked and the cracks go so deep that it starts to affect the body of the tire, the thing, you know, the part that holds the body of the tire or the tire together. And when those cracks get that deep, then it's certainly a safety concern, uh, you know, for a blowout or for uh, the, the tread of the tire coming off. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it takes a long time. I'm not saying it's a year or two event, uh, but uh, we see that quite a bit where, where the tires have just gotten so weather cracked that they need to be replaced.
0: All right, thanks for that text. Uh, there's, uh, if you want to call in your question again, 651-989-9226. Dan, this text uh, reads like this. It's a 1988 Chevy K2500 305 V8. The temperature gauge will go to the red zone, then back to normal. It'll keep repeating this. Do you have any ideas what could be ailing there?
1: Well, I do. Um, <clears throat> first of all, we need to see if we can trust the gauge. Uh, if the gauge is is accurate, then there's something going on in the cooling system and, you know, perhaps a, a thermostat or or air in the system <clears throat> or something like that. Um, but the, the first step in, in this diagnostic process would actually be to see <clears throat> or something like that. Um, but the, the first step in, in this diagnostic process would actually be to see if the uh, coolant gauge is reading accurately, and I suspect it's not. I suspect that the uh, engine is not overheating and cooling off quickly like that. Uh, I think more likely what's wrong is the coolant gauge is not reading correctly, and either the problem would be at the sensor itself, in the wiring in between, or at the gauge itself, which is part of the dash assembly most commonly and um, if it, if it is the gauge itself in the dash assembly the process would be either to to take that assembly out and replace just the gauge sometimes that's sometimes that's uh we're able to do that otherwise it would be sending the whole uh gauge or the whole dash assembly out and having having the gauge repaired and uh, and putting it back together, both are common repairs. Uh, we do that quite frequently, and they're good repairs. And so, uh, so no matter where you land with it, uh, you probably need to know that your that your cooling system is doing its job. That's why they put coolant gauges on the car and warning lights so that you don't drive it with it overheating.
0: In this case, let's see. This is a Chevy. That's about thirty-three years old. Is that an issue when cars become that old, as far as finding parts or service uh, servicing a vehicle like that, or is, is you still have control of that?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, depends. You know, not with the back in the day, Denny. It used to be really difficult uh, to try and track stuff down. But now that now with the Internet and all of the information that's out there, uh finding stuff is just not much of an issue. You know, we can order a and, and shipping too is amazing. We can order a part in uh in from California if I order it before four o'clock on a weekday afternoon. I can have it uh, in my office at ten o'clock the next morning. That's amazing. And often, oftentimes, that's better than yeah. the delivery of, of local parts that we order from White Bear Lake. So, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing uh, the information, the parts that are available, and the shipping uh, that the, the way they accomplish yeah. it is just it amazes me.
0: Really, really, me too. All right, let's. Uh, I'm getting a signal, Dan. We need to take a quick break. And uh, invite our listeners to join in. We have more texts coming in. If you want to chat with Dan about your uh, vehicle problem uh, or send a text, same number, 651-989-9226. It's hit 70 in the Twin Cities already, heading for 85. Stay with us here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you Denny Long here with A O C certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Dan, exactly tell us where Lloyd's Automotive is there on beautiful Grand Avenue.
1: Well, we are at <clears throat> we are at 982 Grand Avenue, Denny, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the internet at lloydsautomotive.net l l o y d s lloydsautomotive.net or give us a call as soon as this morning, 651-228-1316.
0: Very good. We'll get you that info before Dan leaves us uh, this morning, which is going to be about 745. So if you have any kind of a car care question, don't wait. Call or text Dan and uh, same number, 651-989-9226. Dan, speaking of calls, I think Brad is uh, waiting there in Bloomington to ask you a question. Brad, good morning. What is your question? Okay. Hello, Brad. Brad must have left us. Well, the texters haven't left us. Uh, if you have a, a question you want to make via text, the same number, as I said, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. This one says, uh, Dan, good morning. After driving two hours with my 2010 Honda Civic on Thursday, cool air would not come out of the vents. Although the fan was trying to blow... Could the problem be low freon, or the fact that the fan speed was set on low, while the air temperature was set to very cold?
1: Well no, it would not be the, it would not be the settings uh, doing you know setting the settings wherever you want mm-hmm. uh, is just fine. It could very well be that the uh, that the refrigerant is low. And uh, until we got this hotter, more humid weather, the air conditioning system seemed capable of keeping up but as the weather gets warmer and as there's more demand on the air conditioning system that that's when people realize that oh this isn't really working very well it's uh, as i drive down the road i'm just not uh, uh, as cool as i used to be and uh, that's a very good indication that the that the air conditioning system is low on refrigerant, and uh, if you bring it into your shop and have them go through the service process, like I said earlier in the show, they'll look for a leak. A good chance they won't find it because it's probably very, very slow, but at any rate, they'll get the system recharged for you, and you'll be back in business uh, for a good long run again.
0: We've been talking, among other things, about air conditioning in your vehicle, and a listener wants to know, We were talking refrigerant. Is the new refrigerant as good as the old stuff? That's a quote.
1: I think it's yeah. I think it's it's uh, well, people say no, (laughs) but I've never found that to be true. The you know the old R twelve, they think that it worked better, but I think that it was just uh, more a function of the the size of the air conditioning compressors and the amount of of horsepower it took to drive. Those large uh, air conditioning compressors when they came with r one thirty four they reduced the quantity of the gas that is in the system and they also reduced the the uh, size of the air conditioning compressors and in that process it uh, you know you you lost some efficiency um uh, but the gas itself I think works just fine uh, i I think that uh and the, and the newest gas uh, um, is is also fine, but that's even smaller air conditioning compressors and less quantity of refrigerant. So uh, it's getting it's getting more complicated as the years go on. The old R12, the oldest type of refrigerant, isn't even available anymore. We can't buy it, can't get it. We don't even have a machine for it anymore.
0: Okay. Thanks for that text. Uh, We're going to take a break for the forecast. Uh, Keep in mind, Dan will be with us for about another 15 minutes or so. So don't wait. If you have a car care question, get some expert advice from Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive coming up. More of it here on 830WCCO. Stay with us. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here, along with AOC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyds Automotive, answering your car care questions. Uh, let's see. Brad has got a cell phone working again. Brad's Bloomington uh, calling in. Thanks, Brad. Uh, what is your question this morning? Hello, Brad. Okay. This <laughs> is not April Fools. I know it's not. Let's, uh, Dennis, go to Jay and Excelsior. Uh, Jay, you're on CCO with Dan Burns. Good morning, guys. How are you guys yeah. doing? Good. How about you? I'm
1: doing wonderful. How else would I listen to this show?
0: Outstanding. What can we do for you?
1: Anyway, I've got a 2009 Lexus RX 350, and uh, I didn't drive it much last year, again, because of COVID. You guys talked a little bit about COVID today. And um, it has a couple warning lights on, and I'm wondering what they're, what they're actually are. I should be terribly concerned. Um, one of them is C Victor Sierra Charlie, and the other one has a little car with squiggly lines underneath it, like it's skidding. Hmm. Well, those are those are hard to describe, and there are so many lights, and <laughs> so many possibilities of lights on it. I wonder if you're describing the check engine light. Uh, I don't know that for sure, but uh if the check engine light comes on that d s c light will come on uh, because, as just part of the um, the protection for the for the vehicle and for safety, it shuts off the anti lock braking system, and maybe maybe that's what both lights are about i'm not sure, but uh if it is the the one is certainly related to the uh, Skid control and anti-lock braking. And, uh, if that's, if that, those are the lights that are on. First of all, know that, that, uh, that doesn't have anything to do with the hydraulics of your brakes. The brakes should still work fine, but but the uh, traction control is, has been turned off for some reason. Either it's that the, that system itself has problems and needs attention or, if it is the check engine light that's on the other light, uh, that needs attention. And uh, if you get one fixed, it'll take care of them both. So that's that's the good news about it is is uh, they're related. And uh, if you get one fixed, it'll take care of it.
0: All right, very good. Thanks, Jay. There's an interesting uh, text. It says, if you have two different tread patterns but the same size tire on the rear of a truck, can you throw out the rear differential? Uh, no. You know,
1: that, uh, that, that's always been a concern for people, and it's been a theory that's been kicked around. But, but truly, the, you know, the, the two tires, even if they're exactly the same size, are never turning at exactly the same rate of speed. Uh, first of all, if you're going around a corner at all, the inside wheel is turning slower than the outside wheel so because of that there needs to be uh room for flex there needs to be flexibility and there needs to be a place for something to slip and uh with a little bit of you know difference uh, that slippage is is minor and will not affect or hurt anything uh, i personally have never seen a differential or transfer case damaged because of different sized tires front and rear or left and right. But uh, like I say, the reason they don't want you to do that is it causes excess amounts of slippage. In other words, if there was a huge difference left and right or front and rear, it could uh, cause the slipping to be happening too much and things to overheat and cause trouble there. But, again, I've never seen it, but theoretically it's true. It could cause a problem.
0: Okay. It doesn't say what year, Dan, but it's an F-350. It says all electronics go dead. When driving, it doesn't seem to affect it. The brakes work. The steering works. The truck accelerates. After about a minute, the electronics come back on. You're the electronics yeah. detective. What do you think?
1: So those are tricky ones obviously it's a power or ground problem you know uh, the, if it's affecting a whole bunch of different components uh, it's a power or ground problem and the tricky part is that it only lasts a few seconds and and uh, and comes back uh, or you know it and doesn't happen very frequently so for a technician those are the, the stories that kind of make us shudder when I'm supposed to find it when it's not acting up, it's always a challenge. Uh, but, but, uh, but on the other hand, it, it's what we get paid to do. So, uh, we do usually zero in on that stuff and are able to get it fixed. But, uh, where the problem, what the source of the problem is, I don't know that, that, uh, like I say, when it affects a whole bunch of things, it, uh, it, the the diagnostic process is for us to look at the book the wiring diagram and figure out what's related to all of the things that are acting up and that helps us narrow the uh, the picture a little bit but uh, but those are challenges when they wait, when they only last for a little bit and they don't happen very often those are hard
0: Dan, we're just about out of time. Let's see if we can't do a real quick one, one or two. A 92 Jeep Wrangler been sitting unused indoors a couple of years. What would be the recommended steps to getting it road-ready? Well, it
1: probably is road-ready. You know, get the battery charged up, uh, um, uh, get the tires pumped up, check all the fluids, and, uh, you know, uh, give it a whirl, (laughs) see what you get. A couple of years old the, the you know the fuel is probably pretty old, so you 're going to want to for sure run a full tank of gas through it, uh, but it 's probably not so old that it, that it'll be a problem but uh, but uh, yeah, pump up the tires, get the battery charged up, and see what happens. Uh, make sure the fluids are all full and 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 put some miles on it and I think you 'll be just fine
0: let 's do a real quick answer here twenty sixteen jeep twenty seven thousand miles. Uh, the brakes squeak in the morning just backing out of the garage, and that's the only time it does this. What, what happens?
1: I wouldn't worry about that. that. You know, that's those are things that you can spend a lot of money chasing, and we can fix it, <laughs> but it requires replacing the brakes. And so if it only does it that one little bit in the morning, I wouldn't worry about it.
0: Just live with it. All right, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's?
1: Well, come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Uh, You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316.
0: Very good. Thanks for the help, Dan. Let's uh, talk again next week.
1: Sounds good, Denny. Thank you.
0: Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, Jack Farrell, straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO.